Hey, I'm Blake Neamey, and you're listening to the Midwest Auto Sports Podcast. Oh, well, that's that's the opening now. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to another episode of the Midwest Auto Sports Podcast. It's a little glum outside, but and it was a little glum this weekend for half of our team. Would you say? Yeah. Half the team. We got three top tens total. That's pretty good. We'll talk about that later, but I don't think Will wants to talk about the weekend that much. <laughs> it wasn't really that bad. <laughs> it's just you you got unlucky. Yeah, got unlucky. It happens. It happens to the best of us. Two weeks in a row, though, for you. That's unfortunate. I don't know if you got some bad karma going or something. I, I think just the, the sprint car gods knew I was just too much of a threat. You were too much of a, <laughs> you were too much of a weapon last year, and they're like, all right, we gotta, we got to slap this guy down a little bit, give him a little piece, <laughs> slice of humble pie. But, uh, no, we'll talk about that later. All right, uh, what'd you do this week, William? What did I do this week? Yeah, I mean, tomorrow I got to put one in. Wednesday I got to put one in. Um, Last week, what did I do? Nothing. Nothing? Oh, I did things. I just... Nothing nothing of interest. Of interest to anyone. You went golfing today and you didn't think you were going to go golfing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm waiting to record the podcast and we'll just send me a video of him just getting absolutely wheeled on a golf cart it was electric <laughs> oh okay this is an electric opening to this podcast or just riveting our audience right now <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do this is a comedy show now comedy as we, as we established last week it's an explicit comedy yes i thought you were gonna bang on the desk again yeah there okay i gotta edit something now I don't know. I started a new job. Did you? First shift. I don't even know shift. what you do. You told me you started a new job and I like did not care enough to listen to it the first time. <laughs> I know you told me. I just forgot. It's like, have you ever seen that meme where he's like, uh, the guy's playing the video game and he's like, if I was ever going through something, would you guys be there for me? And they're like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> That's my entire then, then the guy responds to him. <laughs> yeah. I hope. I hope you reach out to me so I can ignore you. <laughs> yeah, I hope whatever you're dealing with is like super difficult. Yeah. <laughs> That's my friend group. So yeah. Yeah, I need therapy. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. But no, I started a new job. First shift. Instead what of... do you do, Lauren? I didn't pay attention to it when you told me the first time. Now I run CNC machines at a foam molding plant. Um, uh, is... I remember now. Yeah. Before I worked on robots and stuff, and it was on second shift, and it was awful. So I just got moved to a different plant. Still CNC stuff, but uh, no, it's it's cool. Pays the bills, I guess. Cool. I'm you have any it. interest in installing ramps? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it depends what you're gonna pay me. <laughs> Not enough. Not enough. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, what do you think? Is that enough? No. Bump the mic, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> Will just likes to make my life difficult. It's like. Oh I'm just going to make you edit just occasionally. We should let Amy actually talk so then we have to edit yeah, every Amy, word you want to pretend be... to be our social media no, lady because, because it... every other podcast has a social media lady in it. Oh, what's her name? Casey Boat. Casey Boat. Is that then... who does Door Leah. Boat for Clear? Leah. Leah and the, Dale Jr. Download. Dale Jr. Download. Yeah, I didn't throw any F-bombs. And... That's what I was saying. If we, yeah. just, if we let you talk full time, I'd have to edit half the podcast out because it'd just be... 
Okay, you guys Expletive. caught me off guard the first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll right. call you our producer today. Yeah, <laughs> our producer in the house, Amy Primnow. No, All right, why don't we clap. listen to a little bit of words from our sponsors, and then we'll be right back with the news. Nice voice crack. <laughs> hey, Ashley, what are you up to? Oh, I just stopped by to grab some sage fruit apples. Now I just have to decide which ones. You can never go wrong with a Honeycrisp. They're light, crisp, and full of perfectly balanced flavor. Oh, hey. You could always go with one of their classics, the Gala or Fuji. They're both sweet and juicy. Grown in the heart of Eastern Washington, Sage Fruit Company works hard on the farm and with their retail partners to provide high-quality apples and pears to consumers all year long. Well, I couldn't decide which ones. Thanks for the help, guys. I'll race you to the checkout. When you need to ship it from anywhere to anywhere, the LTL Freight Logistics Specialist for your small business. We simplify shipping, eliminate those surprise charges, and negotiate the best rates from most LTL qualified carriers. Special residential and liftgate rates available for automotive and ag implements. The company that actually cares about the American small business owner. Use the promo code SHIPIT and get 10% off your first shipment. Startup is so easy. Get quote and ship today qualityfreightrate.com all right it's the news see that was way more asmr than the way you did it where you're like the news (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry will you've had a rough day i shouldn't uh, (laughs) should come at you like that okay f1 is doing sprint races what are your opinions i'm not commenting on it you're not commenting i was like jesus (laughs) i think you felt that strong about it yes yeah? You like it or you don't like it? No, I I, I don't know. I, I was talking to uh, Trevor today about that, and yeah. I don't know. I, I like it, but I also don't like it. At first, when I thought, at first, when I heard about it, I thought they were just going to, like, do away with qualifying. Not true. In, in general, but here, I'll kind of run down. I the new weekend schedule because they called it sprint race qualifying. Yeah, so I was yeah. Like, so I'm oh, like, okay, okay maybe they're just not qualifying. I'm like, that's kind of weird. I think like that's one of the best part of the weekends. Agreed. So I was sipping on my iced tea. Yeah, I got, a, got it from Jimmy John's there. Cherry Coke. Cherry Coke. Nice. Good call. When you can't get Cherry Pepsi, you get Cherry Coke. No, I I really like the Cherry Coke at Jimmy John's. Not right. gonna lie. So F1 sprint races. <laughs> Get back on track. They also, Jimmy John's also has the best ice. They do. We talk, Remember last week how we talked about how we hated rails? We hated rails, so we went off of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what I... He yeah, did. I remember that now. Will doesn't listen to the podcast after we, after we dropped it. I don't. Them, so he doesn't even know what I titled it, and I literally titled it, We Hate Rails. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be honest, I don't even look at the thumbnail. No, you don't. <laughs> He shows up, he does his thing, he goes home. It's just what Will does. Okay. F1. That's just showbiz, baby. Okay. F1 smart races. Let's focus. Okay, focus. focus. <laughs> All right, Friday. They have two things on Friday now. They do practice one, and then they do the standard qualifying, Q1, Q2, Q3. That sets the grid for the sprint race on Saturday. Correct. But before the sprint race, they have practice two. Mm-hmm. Or FP2, because everything is abbreviated in Formula 1. Agreed. Because saying free practice 2 is way too difficult. It is. Yep. And then after FP2, 
F1 goes to the sprint qualifying, which is a 100-kilometer race that sets the grid for Sunday. And then the next race, that the next time they're out on track, is the Grand Prix on Sunday. The only thing I don't like about this is that they're awarding points for the sprint race. So the top three, the winner gets three points, second place gets two points, third place gets one point. I don't like that because if they were doing like a reverse grid type thing, that would kind of be cool because then you get the top three, they get the points, then they got to start in the back like F2 does. But in this case, you're awarding them points and then letting them start up front. Where I think they there. should like invert the top six or something. Yeah, but like in F1, it's already so difficult to pass. So you're basically just giving Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen, and whoever finishes third three like three more points. I, I don't know. It just seems seems redundant. Like they're you know if they're going to start up front, they're probably going to finish up front anyway. So I don't know. The thing yeah, is, but there's there's uh there's other options now. You do not have to pit in a in the sprint race now. Right. You don't have to pit, and there's no rules on tires, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. It'll be interesting. They're only doing it for three races, so I don't know. Are they doing it this weekend? No. No? no okay. I think Sil- Silverstone <laughs> and something Monza. Okay. Those are two, I think those are the two for sure ones. That's fair. I don't know about the rest. Okay. Well... Either way, this weekend F1 is going to be at Portimao. Portugal was a good race last year, so hopefully it is again. Should be exciting. Wasn't that the real slippery boy track? That was Istanbul, Turkey. Oh, okay. Turkey, yeah. It was a good race. Portimao is the one where it goes up and down a lot. I didn't watch that one. It's my goal to watch all of them live this year. I have so far. Me too. Two for two. Two for two. To the dirt. The dirt. At the Bristol. freaky, speaking of Jimmy John's, the freaky fast dirt. The freaky fast dirt at they Bristol. They were some quick, quick boys. Car. Quick boys. Quick boys. David Gravel swept the weekend, uh, set a new track record on night one. However, on night two, which got moved to Sunday, not really night, sun, Sunday afternoon, <laughs> um, Sam Haferteep and half the field just said, yeah, that's that's kind of fast, but we're going to go like six-tenths of a second faster. Um, Sam Haferteep set a brand new Bristol Dirt track record with a 142.098 mile per hour average at 13.326 seconds. It still looked like there was some like drying out there when they were doing it. Like so it, if they get it all yeah. juiced up next year, yeah, they could go... Fast. Well, I was talking to Sean, and and we both said we wanted twelve eight because that's one hundred and fifty mile per hour average, and we were like we wanted we just wanted that nice round number of one hundred and fifty as like as a, a driver I wouldn't want that nice round number. That's fast. <laughs> that's insane. I mean, <laughs> it's un it's unreal. One hundred forty two mile per hours. It's unreal. I mean. You probably get up to that on a normal half mile, like at Dodge, let's say. And you probably reach that about mile per hour, but then they average like 110, 120 at Dodge for the IRA cars. 13.326 seconds around a track that's actually more than a half mile. It's slightly longer. 0.533. Yeah. (sighs) Insane. So, I mean, hats off to the World of Outlaws. Hats off to the track crew at Bristol. Actually, pretty good track both nights. 
um, and for practice. I think that was everything they could have hoped for. The racing was very good on Sunday. David Gravel kind of dominated on uh, Friday, but is what it is. I'm excited that they're coming back next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to mm-hmm. be really cool. Speaking of dirt, Brent Marks is out of the number five CJB car. He's out. He's out. We talked about he's out. He's out. We talked about that in our group chat a little bit. Um, apparently, there were some sponsor issues. Um, do you know anything about this? No? No. No. I've, it's I've not, heard someone say it. I heard uh, I heard Jared Berba say it. Yeah, Jared Berba, he knows. <laughs> he's, he's in, he, I don't know how he finds out things, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it's kind of interesting just because he was with that team for a couple years. They were doing pretty good in the All-Stars, but apparently there were some sponsor issues, so... Um, Maybe one sponsor wasn't on the other car. There were some sponsors on one car that weren't on the other car. Um, but yeah, pretty pretty interesting there. Um, I don't know. It, it's, he already went back to his own car, the 19 car out in Pennsylvania, and won a race. So I think he'll he'll be just fine. Um, moving on. What is this full tilt on Chevrolet 2? What is that? That's just my... You don't need to what? read it. I just, I write things down. I know what it means. Okay. But it's going to make no sense in English. <laughs> I mean, no, <laughs> I've about had a stroke trying to read that, so. Yeah, I've been having one all day. Yeah. Well, what <laughs> you want to enlighten me as to what that means <laughs> while you're chewing your ice? Yeah. Um, IndyCar is exploring other oval options for future schedules. Oh, now I understand it. Now I understand your gibberish. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. It has nothing to do with that sentence. Really? Yeah. <laughs> For engines? I thought you just said engines. Yeah. Oh. No, other oval options. Oh. For 2022 and onward. Oh. I guess Homestead Miami Speedway <gasps> is a, an option. In Please. Other bigger <clears throat> tracks. Probably not Pocono. Probably not Pocono. Has been a little dangerous, yeah. Recently, um, um, yeah. Fontana too, probably out of the question. Michigan, nope. I'd like to see him in Michigan. I'd like to see him in Michigan. It's not going to happen. No, that's, they're going to be they're going to be fast there. How about Milwaukee? If they repave it, if they repave it and get fans. I'd go. <laughs> I'd absolutely go. I know Amy would go. She just raised her hand. Um, I, I almost like spent when they were there the last time. I almost spent my entire bank account on tickets. I had zero money when they were last there. I almost like did the whole thing, but then I decided not. Almost to. pulled the trigger. You're like the hovering trigger. over by. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. That was my first race. It was a Bush Series, right? Milwaukee Mile. Mm-hmm. I think so. Back in the day, my first uh, major race was actually an ARCA. Series race there. I think David Reagan won it. I don't. I didn't remember who. I didn't know who it was like at the time because I was like I had no idea what was going on. I was like six years old. I'm like, woo, NASCAR, but it wasn't NASCAR. <laughs> like they're stock cars. It's NASCAR. It's close enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. What in the world? Okay, explain your gibberish. So new IndyCar <laughs> engine regulations. Chevrolet is. They are full tilt developing this engine. Is that quote unquote full tilt? Is that quoted from a representative of Chevrolet? Yeah, Mr. Chevrolet himself said that. Ooh, nice. 
Mr. Gerald was Chevrolet. It? <laughs> Jerry? <laughs> Talk to old Jerry. <laughs> old Jerry's on the Chevy. <laughs> All right. So they're full tilt on it. What does that mean? They're they're go they're going full head of steam, developing it, or yeah, they're just getting it, trying to get it prepared. Okay. Um, it's yeah, they're they know they have to race, obviously, for a while with the two point four liters, mm-hmm. the turbocharged engine, but they're full steam ahead, developing what they're going to use next. Um, and it's going to be a different kind of dealio. So two point two. Twin turbo. I'm assuming that's what you mean by TT. Yeah, that would be awesome. Well, that's what they're doing. Oh, man. I just keep thinking of the twin turbo stuff from like the old F1 cars back in the '80s. Oh, I don't know. I just like to see an Indy car with like a 410 in the back. Well, I think that's something we could all get behind. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> On dirt. Hunter. Also, the wing has to be on top. Yeah. <laughs> Dirt linear set it to a thousand percent track state. Have you ever done that? No. You raced, I raced an Indy Pro 2000 race or whatever it was. It was a legacy something at Lanier and they set it to a hundred percent track state and you brought the, the formula cars up there with rain mm. tires. It was fun. It was chaos. There was like 50 people in there, but it was fun. Okay. Moving on. Bubba Wallace Netflix. Is so he getting a Netflix series or what? He's getting a Netflix show based Damn. on his first season at uh, at twenty three eleven racing. <laughs> it's not going too well so far. <laughs> no, all he led laps at Talladega. He did win a stage. I I saw and Facebook about lost their minds. <laughs> honestly, he looked really good out there. He kind of yeah. reminded, reminded me of how Dale Junior kind of led the led laps at Talladega and Daytona. He like bring one line up and then while the other line was catching him he'd like block that he just kind of went back and forth just kind of making the lines do what they want with the air it i mean it he looked like a like a veteran like he he knows obviously he knows what he's doing like he gets too much flack for being bubba it sounds like at the near the end i didn't watch the race usually i watch talladega but i was busy watching bristol Um, i was golf shopping yeah you're golf shopping typical um Apparently there was like a, a pit road call where they should have brought him in and they didn't or something like that. And I think that's just kind of growing pains with the new team and everything like that. I don't know if that was Bubba's call or if it was the team's call or whatnot. Um, probably find out on Door Bumper Clear once that comes out. Because uh, Freddie Kraft, Bubba Wallace's spotter, is on that show. So we'll probably find out all the nitty gritty about that. Where did he finish? He finished outside the top ten. I have no idea. Um but either way, he looked very good at Talladega. So, but I think that's just gonna about do it for our news. Yeah. Did you find anything while scrolling scrolling through IndyCar Reddit? <laughs> All right. What do you think? Go do a little break here. Come back with the meat. Yeah, I think we'll uh, take a quick break and come back. Well, we're gonna interview Blake right now. We're gonna interview Blake right now. That'll come out later in the show, though. Yeah, you'll listen to that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. We'll come back. We'll record the old world meets meat of the show, and then uh, you'll listen to Blake after that. Yeah. Now for the meat of the show, sponsored by Old World Meats. With 50 years of high-end provisioning under their belts, 
Old World Meats is known for their next level quality meats, handcrafted sausages, and worldwide snack sticks. Old World Meats is the only certified Angus beef retailer north of Minneapolis, and we are proud to serve you with the best quality, service, and experience you can find in an old-fashioned butcher shop. Experience quality, taste the difference. Shop their store at 226 North Basswood Avenue in Duluth, Minnesota, or visit them online at owmduluth.com. It's the meat of the show presented by Old World Meats. Does that mean, like, the opening segment is the bread? Yes. And then the closing segment is the other piece of bread? The meat, yes. This is Our show is a sandwich. Our show is the sandwich. So the, the news is the bread. The meat is the meat. Let's say the gastroot's hot seat is the lettuce. No, lettuce is lame. Spinach. Spinach is way better than no, lettuce. No, lettuce. What? Lettuce. Cheese? Okay, cheese. Cheese. Gasser's hot seat is the cheese. And then our liquid nitro winter circle and Midwest Auto Sports picks is the the bottom bread. Or the top bread. We I don't know, I feel like it's insulting either way I say that. <laughs> You're bombing this. Moving forward. <laughs> Alright, uh, uh, Colton, Colton Herta, he, he won an IndyCar race this weekend at St. Petersburg. And everybody's like, Colton Herta at F1. He's like, replacing Lewis Hamilton, <laughs> confirmed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, he has won a lot of IndyCar races in his first think... couple years. He's won two. Oh, is he only won two? Yeah. <laughs> I thought he won a lot more last year. No. Alright, well, he is pretty young. How old is he? My age. Is he? 23? No, uh, he is 21. He was born in 2000. What are we doing with our lives, Will? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Well, <clears throat> Colton Herta. To F1-ish, maybe, we have written in here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We're, this is a, some, This is in reference to something we'll talk about a little bit later. He has four wins, never mind. Four wins? Okay, yeah. so he did win last year. I was correct. It was the first time for everything. All right. So, yeah, Colton Herta... I feel like I wouldn't be mad if he went to F1. No, I'd, I'd be all behind the, the herd of train. Yeah, and I feel like he would do pretty toot, well. Toot. I mean, he adapted to an IndyCar pretty fast. I so. think he won in his rookie year. Yeah, so, I mean, well, yeah, last year was his rookie year. No, it wasn't. It was 2019. Was it? Yeah. Hmm. Man, I'm just... It says it right here. His first win was in the IndyCar Classic at Austin. Oh, yeah, he won it. Uh... Actually, his first race was 2018 GoPro Grand Prix of Sonoma, which was the last race of the year. Mm. Sounds way off, is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> By like two years. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you have to look at this from Blake. It'll keep going, though. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. We're going to move on to another asphalt series. Um, <laughs> NASCAR. All right, let's just take a break here no. for a second. We're going we're gonna to preface our interview with Blake Nimi, which you'll hear at the end of this episode. And he just sent a message to us. Um, I asked him a really dumb question about a hot dog, and he thought I stole the question from his Instagram post, in which he... I don't even know where to go with this. It's, it's, it's a bagel cut in half, but not the way you think it should be. And then it's peanut butter and jelly on, like, 
the cut in half the wrong way. It's just wrong. He thought that's what the inspiration was, and I I like it. That's a sandwich. I'm using that as the thumbnail for this episode. <laughs> I'm, I'm crying. Oh my god. We actually talked about racing. We aren't. We yeah. We yeah. didn't just talk about if a hot dog is a sandwich. But if you really want to know if Blake Neemy thinks a hot dog is a sandwich, you can stay tuned for our Gasser's Project hot seat here after this segment. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> going back to Colton Herta, I can't uh, Mario Andretti. He he was saying, and I guess another Andretti. I forget. Was it Marco? Was it? No, Michael. Michael. Yeah, he said that he wouldn't be upset if Ferrari just called up. Or any of the other big teams called up Colton and said, hey, we're going to take him. He'd be like, okay. Of like, course not, because then you could say, hey, my driver went to Ferrari, you know, or whatever. I mean, I, I feel like that's, I don't know. I, there's a lot of people that are saying IndyCar needs to be the destination for drivers in the U.S. And I feel like that is already what it is. But if you, if you are so successful in IndyCar that an F1 team calls you up and says, hey, you want to come test one of our cars? You're not going to say no. Like, right? Yeah, I, mean, I, I do like the kind of deal. Somebody. I do like the deal that uh, Zach Brown did with Pato. Pato Award. I thought it was Oliver Askew. I'm wrong. The Pato Award. Oliver Askew isn't with You're right. McLaren anymore. I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I like that deal that he made with. Okay, you win. A, you win the IndyCar race. All right, you get to test the big boy now. Yeah, and I mean, the I feel F1 like car. I feel like Pato's going to. So, I mean, he came. Damn close at Barber week one, so I know there's they always have uh the in the road to Indy, yeah, the ladder series they have, yep. they always have a scholarship program, yeah, be kind of cool with the, the F1 affiliated teams. I know there's only one right now, um, to okay, you get a you get a what do they call it, scholarship, yeah, you get a scholarship to test an F1 car. I mean, I guess like they kind of by being in their IndyCar program, they're already like kind of by default in their young driver program, if you want to call it that. You know what I mean? Like, they're still, they're developing mm-hmm. cars for McLaren. They're just not F1 cars. They're indie cars. So, I don't know. I feel like, I still feel like if Scott Dixon had gone to F1 five years ago, he would be a superstar right now. And there's a bunch of people like that. I feel like if Joseph Newgarden did that, I feel like if Alexander Rossi got a proper shot at F1, he would have done really well. I mean, he was in a manner for a year. I mean, it's still, I mean, faster than any indie car is probably going to go around a racetrack. Well, I don't know. That man was pretty slow. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Speaking of F1. Oh, yeah, we're going to skip that for now. We'll come back to that. Speaking of F1, this was going, I, I said that this should be your way back when, because it's back in the day, but this popped up on Facebook over this past week and it, I even screenshotted it like yeah. four days ago. I was going to talk about it. It's pretty insane. Uh, Kimi Raikkonen made some money moves back in 2012, 2013, right? 2012, yeah, did. Signed a contract where he got 50,000 euros per point that he scored. And how many points did he score? 190? I don't know. I'm, I'm on it right now. Is I got the screenshot right here, too. I'll pull it up. But he scored a lot of points. Um, in a Lotus, which wasn't really the greatest car on the grid. Yes. So Kimi Raikkonen's Lotus contract in 2012-2013 included a 50,000 euro bonus per point. He scored 390 points, Hmm. earning an extra 19,500,000 euros, and Lotus almost went bankrupt. (laughs) I kind of looked into it afterwards. Yeah. They, They did not pay 
several million of those dollars. They just kind of like, Kimmy just kind of like, uh, like, good guy, I'd like, Kimmy. I'd like it, but also I want the people to keep their jobs. <laughs> what if he was just like, nah, fire everyone. I want that money. <laughs> yeah. The Iceman. <laughs> I mean, this isn't the only time like he, he's like saved like a company. That's just, true. This, this, uh, was talked about on some podcast I listened to today. Is this the ne- this next part that you're going to Yeah, about? yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, when he was at Sauber in 2001, after he left to go to McLaren, um, McLaren paid, paid off his, uh, whatever it is, the contract. Sure, the and remaining so, dollars. And it was so much to pay him out that uh, Sauber just let him go and they used that money to buy a wind tunnel. Nice. Like, how much is the Iceman worth? A wind wind tunnel. tunnel. (laughs) And wind tunnels are not cheap. I'm assuming. I don't know the exact number. But are you looking up how much a wind tunnel costs? (laughs) Can we buy one? No. Put a a sprint car in there? We could could do some real cool aero trickery. Not that we're not already. 60 to 100 million dollars. I mean, obviously, Kimmy's contract didn't cover the entire cost of that, but it's like... Maybe it did. I don't think it did. <laughs> I don't know. Kimmy's... But, like, still, it was enough to, like, offset the cost to where it was worth it. <laughs> That's honestly insane. Um, I'm looking up Kimmy Reckon's net worth right now. It's a lot. $200 million he's worth. It's so, just a hobby for him. It is just a hobby, but he's made probably over the world's highest paid hobby. I would assume. Maybe anyway. unless like you called like a professional European football player, like soccer, they get paid. Like you think that that's Ameri- not a hobby for them though. Kimi Räikkönen is on the record <laughs> saying it is a hobby for him. That's true. It's more of a hobby for me. So I don't have to be here if I don't want. Boy, <laughs> boy. I said blah to uh, to Trevor at uh, Gravity. Yeah, he, I I was like sitting in my sitting in my car. I was like pumping the brakes, and he he asked me what were wrong, and I just went, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, NASCAR time. NASCAR. Ten races, nine winners. Brad Keselowski took the win at Talladega. <laughs> I was talking with someone in. I'm literally every race. I don't care who wins as long as it's someone else, someone new. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it happened. It, it is true. It, it's it, never it happened happen. in the playoff era to where they've had more than 16 winners. Mm-hmm. And I really hope this year's the year, man. It, they got 16 races to go, and they need seven more winners. So It's, like, going to be close. I mean... As of right now, if the trend happens, mm-hmm. the way it is. But yeah, I mean, it's exciting. It's I mean, there's what was the talk? Denny was... Hamlin is the point leader. He still doesn't have a win. The only driver with two wins is Martin Truex Jr. and he's like sitting like third in points. Where's Kyle Larson? He probably went down. He didn't do so hot at uh, Talladega. He never does good there. He's not a very good plate racer. No. Okay, well. I'm excited for NASCAR season. I think it's cool. That's a lot of winners in 10 races. Where are they? They're at like a mile and a half this next week. I'm pretty sure like Kansas. I don't know. We should probably look so we know who to pick. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do that a little later on. 
Um, what's this about Haley Deegan's sponsorship woes? How is Haley Deegan struggling to find sponsorship? This was interesting. I wanted, I was going to put this in like the news, but it's not really news. I wanted to kind of dive into it a little bit mm-hmm. and uh, talk about it. A lot of, she's the seventh, she generates the seventh most social media revenue of any female athlete in the world. Wow. Yeah. That's that's up there, man. That's up there. Seven's like like there's only Seven. six amount. There's only <laughs> six above that. And Serena Williams is in there. She's probably up there. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, a lot of drivers want to pay her for social media exposure, or a lot of I shouldn't say drivers. A lot of sponsors and companies say, <laughs> want to pay her for social media exposure. Yeah. They have no interest in being on the car. It's just monster. Yeah, kind of the only monster. one. I'm sure Monster's paying a pretty penny for it too. Say, I don't think they'd be. Uh... But like, they're not interested in being on the car, or so this article says. Which is weird, considering she actually does pretty well. I mean, she wins races. Considering there's being there has been no practice for trucks at uh, all. I mean, if she had practice, I think she would be doing better than what she is. Well, she won a lot in Arca. Not yeah, a lot, but no, I mean, she, she won. won enough. Yeah, she won enough to get a truck seat at a good team. So, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. I think that's kind of yeah. like a new age kind of deal where a, a lot of a, a lot of the sponsorship is going towards more social media. And, uh, I mean, I was a social media major at Moraine Park Technical College. Oh, I can't even pronounce my college. Moraine Park Technical College. <laughs> Big old flex from Willie G there. <laughs> I call it Moron Park on the side, not going to lie. <laughs> Uh, but shout out to Sarah, my professor. She taught me everything. At, Sarah, she taught me everything I know. Sarah at Moron Park Technical College. <laughs> yeah, shout uh, out. There, these social media clauses are written into contracts now. It's like that big of a deal uh-huh. uh, that they they must they must tweet x amount of times. This you have to tag us in Instagram post x amount of times. That's like Nos Energy Drinks' entire deal with their drivers. It's like you get paid per post. Or something like that. It's kind of like the Coca-Cola deal where, like, you get paid for how many times you take a swig on camera with a Coca-Cola bottle. Right. That was, like, a competition between the Coca-Cola family family of drivers and NASCAR. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just <clears throat> different kind of era. I mean, back in, I sound like a, back in the day, you know, mm-hmm. like, everybody and their brother wanted a, like, all the top Fortune 500 companies wanted a spot on a NASCAR race car. Right. Or the Fortune 100, I guess. I mean, um, it's just not the way it is anymore. They can go to Justin Bieber on social media and uh, they'll get a lot more money back. Like, they'll get a lot more worth than it would be on any sporting right. team. That's ex- that's excluding racing. I mean, right. that's soccer, basketball, like everything. You go to any celebrity on Instagram. Bowling. Bowling, <laughs> actually, bowling probably, probably the best. Move. Yeah, it's bang for your buck. Yeah, I don't know what uh, my sponsors prob- are thinking. Curling is probably kidding. way up there. <laughs> no. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. No, I, I I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, nope, they don't want their logo on the car. They just want to be tweeted at. It's insane. It's, it's, what a time to be alive. Hashtag ad. Hashtag ad. It's time for big context, big move of the week. Do you know what it is? Bailog. 
Yeah. Baylog. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Bill Baylog. Uh, lap one at Beaver Dam, the Interstate Racing Association. Season opener. Bill Baylog started sixth. You want to know where he was after lap one, Will? Mm, if I have to guess, probably higher than sixth. He was first. Of course he was. Passed five cars in lap one. Ayrton Senna has nothing on Bill Baylog. Lap of the gods be damned. Bill Baylog has that under wraps after Beaver Dam. I'm looking at Lauren with confusion. <laughs> you never heard, you never seen that? No, I have. I just didn't like the way you said oh, okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously, love Ayrton Senna, R.I.P. the GOAT. Um, but Bill Baylog, I mean, this is just insane. Ray Underwood with the call. Beaver Dam, light out your mobile devices and your watches because I'm going to ask you, what time is it? It's showtime! The muscle off at the bottom, man. I know, dude. Putting the power to the ground on the North Pole Nightmare. Wow. Point through lap number one. I mean, and especially the names that were in front of him. Like, you had... You had Blake, you had Goldsberry, Blackhurst started up front, Neitzel. I mean, all these guys started in front of him. Bill's just like, nah, I'll just, I'll just roll the bottom here. If and you no longer go for a gap. <laughs> Speaking of Ayrton Senna. Um, no, that was just, I mean, that was the first time you've seen that, correct? Yeah, I, I had not seen that. I knew Baylock won. I mean, we, we looked at that at Chilton, and we didn't watch the race, though. Unreal. He's un, He's unbelievable. And that's just to show, like, he did not have the best motor that night. He was not quick. He was not quick time. He didn't win his heat. He didn't win the dash. He was smoking for a while. He was smoking for a while. Not a cigarette. His engine. No. <laughs> I don't think Bill Balog smokes. But, uh, no. He smokes tires. <laughs> he does. He smokes the competition. <laughs> this isn't even my place, but leave. I'll replace you. No. Uh,. <laughs> Feels so good. And that just shows, like, when things fall his way, he'll win. And even when things don't. So. All right. I didn't have a way back when until right now. What's your way back when? I think it was the IRA opener at Beaver Dam in 2013. Oh! Oh, I know what you're going to talk about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Baylog again. I don't think he led mm. much of the race at all until the last corner. Mike Kircher, right? Yeah, Mike Kircher. Uh, like... Baylog like slid it and then they like came across and Baylog must have like I swear he he started going across the finish line behind Kircher, but by the time he like the transponders hit the finish line, mm-hmm. he won. I'm gonna see if I can find this video because Ray's call on this was awesome. I tried looking for it, I didn't find it. Also I'm gonna, I wasn't looking very hard. But I'll it. I'll just continue down the thing. There it is. I found it. I think this is it. Let's skip to the end. Yep. There you go. So right now, Bill Balog is behind Mike Kircher. He, he slides underneath. Yeah, it was just so close. Of a second, your winner in the 17B, Bill 
Ray is the best. I think we can just agree after that. But I, at that time, it was the closest finish in IRA history. And you know what beat it? No. Bill Baylog and Tony Stewart at Plymouth. Really? Two one thousandths of a second. Oh. Okay. I don't even know what distance that is, but it's like itty bitty. I don't think you can measure it. You probably can. Not measurable? Not measurable. Unreal. I'm kidding. You probably can. All right. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> let's, let's let's rank some stuff. Um, I don't even know if you have access to this document. No. I'll share. I also don't it is have... shared. It's shared with you. No, I don't. Yes, it is. No. Yeah. I don't think so. Yep. You're an editor on it. Okay. Well, IRA power rankings. Blake Nimi, our guest for the show today, will coming up next on the podcast. Number one in our IRA power rankings, Blake Nimi. He got two first place votes. You know who got the other one? Bill Bailog. George Goldsberry. Oh. Bill Bailog's not. Did you just say a... Will Garrett's? I said not Will Garrett's. Will Garrett's finished 65th in the IRA points last year. I did. did you know that? Yep. Did you ever get payout from that? Yeah, $10,000. <laughs> yeah, the IRA's really upped their purse recently. <laughs> Uh, no, I maybe been looking at the wrong zeros. If you're, if, <laughs> if you're wondering why, if you're wondering, if you're wondering why Bill Baylog isn't on this list, it's because he's not running IRA this year. Uh, that was a very one-off uh, race for Bill to come and run the IRA. The All Stars were off this weekend, um, and there's a lot of other stuff getting rained out. So that was, excuse me, Bill's reason for coming up to Beaver Dam. But yes, Blake Nemi on top. Jordan Goldsberry second. Scotty Thiel is third in our power rankings. Jake Blackhurst is fourth. Scotty Neitzel in fifth. Jeremy Schultz is sixth. Mike Reinke is seventh. Sean Rahal is eighth. Russell Borland ninth. And Robbie Pribnow rounds out the top ten. You could basically copy and paste the results from Beaverdam. And that's our power rankings. And that's between three people. So we all pretty much agreed on that one. Uh, that pretty much everybody finished where they should have. I think Blake was definitely one of the best cars there. Um, I don't know if he was the. I think he had the best car there. I think Bill is just unreal in lap traffic. I mean, we've seen that time and time again. Also, from watching Bill at so many races this year, whether it be with the All Stars, the World of Outlaws, the IRA, he is one of the best drivers at restarts and initial starts I've ever seen in my entire life. And I think we both agree on that. And I think you didn't you say last year that you actually studied videos of bill Baylog to like do your restarts better or was that somebody else that wasn't me somebody said that in an interview last year on on the show i don't remember who it was but i mean when you're getting studied to learn how to do restarts (laughs) that's pretty good um also receiving votes this week were kyle shewitt and chris spitz chris spitz coming home with an 11th place finish at beaver dan that's got to be one of his better finishes in recent years so very impressive from one of the Long time IRA competitors. MSA power rankings now. Mm. No surprise. Travis Aaron's on top. All three first place votes went to the 25T. 18th to first. You can't really argue with that. Um, Lance Fossbender moves up from fifth to second. Very consistent start to the year for Lance. Two top fives. Tim Hattie still in third. Also very consistent. Jack Vanderboom. Our boy. 
He's up to fourth. Also very consistent start to the year. Just about as consistent as you could possibly be. Uh, he's like uh, Nico Hulkenberg. He just lo- he loves a seventh place finish. <laughs> so uh, that's where Jack is. He's in fourth right now in our power rankings. Ben Schmidt drops from first to fifth after uh, some pretty bad luck up at gravity. Didn't really drive through the field like I thought he, is, he would have after going back. I don't know how late he went to the rear, though. That's the thing. But uh, either way, fifth in our power rankings. Matt Recheck. Who the heck is this guy? Did you have you talked to him yet? Like mm-hmm. in the pits or anything? Where is he? Is he like I know? I think I saw a shirt he's with from him. Beaver Dam, like sport mods, right, or something like that, or modifieds. Ah, uh, he's raced mods, midgets. Okay, I don't know if he's raced legends, but maybe. I okay. don't think so. Because he, I mean, he's been very impressive. Podium finish at Gravity for Matt Recheck in his rookie year. Unreal. This is not his first time around the racetrack, that's for sure. That he's been at sure. it for a while. Justin Erickson missed, basically, the first race at Beaver Dam, rolled it off the trailer, never got a hot lap in. Shows up at Gravity, puts it quick time overall, and second in the feature. And he sits in seventh in our power rankings right now, Justin Erickson. Sitting in eighth, your teammate, Tyler Brayvan. Yeah. The tire tickler. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that one either. No? No. Nope. <laughs> you came up with it, so. I still like Almost it. as bad as the high side tickler. Um, <laughs> what does tickler have to do with anything, though? You're like, you're like tickling it. the high side. Oh, you just like, he's just like, he almost touched you. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. He runs the bottom a lot. Okay. Um, Adam Miller. In ninth, he drops from eighth to ninth. Like he just got another solid top ten. It's just kind of where he ended up. And I have no idea how this is happening, but Will Garrett is still in our top ten. It's rigged. I know. I don't even do it. You it's didn't. Rigged. Ma- you didn't make the feature. Did you alter this document? I don't understand how this is possible. I honestly didn't know I had access to it until right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you're somehow in the top ten. I mean, I think it's just because. After, like, the top six drivers, nobody else has really been consistent to start the year. I think a lot of guys that had a top ten in the first race didn't this next race. You were running in the top five in the first race. That's why you were as high as you were before, obviously, you got kind of taken out. Yes, it's votes. They probably felt bad for him. It's votes. You think so? You think our other, you think our panel felt bad for, for Willie G? Yeah, probably. They didn't feel bad for Kurt Davis because he's 11th. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. Well, he probably felt bad, you know. He deserved Well, what, let's just talk. Just talk. Actually, we'll talk about your race a little later, or your lack thereof race. Um, Kurt Davis in 11th, or also receiving votes. Kurt Davis, Justin Miller, and Scott Conger received votes this week. So, that's going to do it for our power rankings. All right. If well, you disagreed with them, let us know. Yeah, we'll post it on Facebook. We did. I already did. All right. It's already up there, people. It's already out there. Go comment. Let me know where our anonymous panel of voters went wrong. Because I'm pretty sure they did. Because I don't understand how Will's still in the top ten. Thank you. Well, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I got to give you some crap because you're going to win like eight features later in the year. And then I can't I give you any crap. start now. <laughs> anyway. Let's go to my favorite part of the show. Your favorite part of the show? Yeah. Well, we we got we got an interview here first. 
Yeah, listen to oh, the yeah. interview. Yeah, we got an interview plug in here. Blake Neamey was a trip, man. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> We're going to talk to him right now in our Gastroots Project Hot Seat segment. Now for our Gastroots Project Hot Seat segment. Wisconsin-based Gastroots Project is a nonprofit organization working to strengthen and grow grassroots racing. Since 2017, the project has produced several short films and articles in addition to financially assisting racers and tracks through awards and sponsorships. To donate or learn more, visit gastrootsproject.com. All right, everyone, it's our gra- Gasroots. Oh, my gosh, I almost said Grassroots. It's so close to the actual name of the thing. Gasroots Project Hot Seat segment. Uh, we've got Blake Nemi here uh, on a call in the studio with us. Uh, finished second place um, at the IRA at Beaver Dam, which it might as well have been first. I mean, you finished second to Bill Baylog. Um, he came back from his all-star deal uh, to come run an IRA show. Um you were kind of reeling him in there, though. I mean, it, I was watching the whole race. I was there with your dad, kind of. And uh, we were watching you in lap traffic and stuff. And you're getting through it just about as good as Bill, maybe a little bit better even. Um, what was driving that car like at Beaver Dam? You had a good car there last year. But uh, how was that like, How was that like coming out on opening night and uh, running second with the best of the upper Midwest? Oh, man, it felt really good. You know, I feel like we really built a lot of momentum last year, and we really figured it out. Um, you know, a little bit, you know, probably a third of the way into the season, we got clicking and I just feel like that all, um, you know, spilled over into this year. And, um, you know, as far as, um, you know, following Bill goes, I think he was faster in, um, you know, out by himself and in open air, but we were reeling him in, I think last couple of laps, but I mean, to be fair to him, you know, I wasn't, I don't think I was in as thick a lap traffic as he was, but um he was getting through them i think uh i got caught up by one or two cars and you know if if it would have went my way i think it would have been interesting you know i don't think we were faster but i think we're we're close enough to where we could have got within maybe a couple of car lengths but um you know certainly it was going to get interesting with a couple of laps left um I think Christian broke or something and um i almost hit him (laughs) but uh, i was uh i think we had a fast car i just you know needed lap traffic to play into our hands and I think it was um just things didn't go my way but but man I mean I think we had a super solid night our first night out and, um you know to me it's still second place you still you know you're there to win <laughs> and uh you know I, I know it's Baylog and all but you know he's there to make everybody better and you know we we got to find more speed <laughs> but you know all, all things considered you know team's really happy I'm I'm stoked with our performance and um, you know, our sponsors are really happy too. Yeah. It seems like lap traffic always plays like a huge role in the end of sprint car races. Um, it, it's always something, but do you, do you go into the race? Are you, how, how far advanced are you planning a pass or what's your strategy for lap traffic? I mean, it, it's kind of, uh, one of the most important things in sprint car racing. Oh, the, the most important thing is, you know, um, you, you go where they're not basically. I mean, um, you, you can't stay behind them too long because there's a lot of good drivers that, um, that show up each and every night. Um, but you know, it's, it's just reacting, um, before the guy ahead of you reacts. So, you know, if you're diving into the corner and you know, they're low, you go high and, and vice versa, but you just got to bury them as fast as possible. And, you know, that's something that I've tried to get better at over the years, but 
you know, each driver is so different in, in their habits and stuff. And the more you race with these guys, and you know, I've got limited time in the seat, you know, last year and this year too. So I don't get to learn their tendencies as much, um, um, and stuff like that. But, um, you know, stuff like eye racing that helps too, you know, like all that little stuff and you just got to stay sharp and, you know, basically go where they're not. And, um, you got to have a backup plan. You know, if it looks like they're going to the bottom and they twitch last second, you got to be ready for that too. Um, but you just got to stay aggressive, stay clean and you got to bury them as soon as you come up to their bumper. Absolutely. And speaking of battling other drivers, you had a a heck of a fight with uh, Jordan Goldsberry, Jake Blackhurst, Scotty Thiel. I mean, those, those three guys are kind of everybody's, you know, I know you're part-time uh, in the IRA this year. So those three are kind of everybody who everybody's looking at uh, to win the overall IRA points championship. What's it like fighting with uh, three drivers of their caliber and uh, to come out on top at the end? I just think it goes to show how, how far we've come in such a short amount of time. I think you know, the time that it took off a couple of years ago and you know, we lost a lot of ground there, but I just, just goes, you know, the way that my team approaches just the way that the car is built and the way that we set it up and the way that they've tailored their expertise and, and as far as the, the adjustments that we make and all that stuff, it's just fundamentally different than what I've been a part of in the past. And, you know, it's nice, you know, you get more help and you got, you got a guy that, is specializes in tires and you got a guy that specializes in communicating with me and you know what the car is supposed to do and you know everyone's got their own little job and that's something that's kind of helped me improve too is you know we got it it feels like anyway we've got an expert in all corners of the of the realm here um but you know racing with those guys it only makes you better and you know whether you get beat or you beat them i think you learn something either way but um you know it's just it's just good hard racing you know jordan is probably the you know, one of the cleanest racers that's there and you know he he sent me a couple of bombs and i gave one right back and you know we never touched or anything and you know we talked after the ama and say hey man that was close you know good you know good running stuff so um you know it's always fun when you can run hard and you know people respect you and um at the end of the day you know we, we both um you know jordan and i got the podium and um i, I guess i didn't really race with um blackhurst and Thiel in the feature but um I think I raced against Blackhurst in the dash and stuff, but you know, everyone in the IRA, you know, for the most part races super clean. And, you know, when you can race with that caliber of driver, you know, like Thiel and Blackhurst and Goldsberry and, you know, a bunch of others, obviously, um, you know, it's only going to make you better, but um, it's just, it's just a lot of fun right now, just especially come out of the gate like that. And, you know, next week we just got to prove it again. So we're, we're very much looking forward to it. Speaking of next week, are you going to be at Wilmot this upcoming weekend? Oh uh, yeah, we are. Yep. And I know that's kind of kind of the home track with for the team at least. I know you're a little bit farther south uh, in Illinois. Uh, what's it like having the team up here? I mean, I, don't, I know we talked about that a little bit last time we were on the show, but the team being based in. I mean, basically Wilmot, uh, Wisconsin, and then mm-hmm. you're obviously uh, from Illinois. What's, is that any kind of, is that ever an issue because you can't be at the shop all the time? And is that, you know, a, a thing that you'd like to be different or is that kind of the way that you like things, you know, let the team work on the car and, and, you know, you can, you know, kind of input things yeah, from I mean, afar. I, ideally I'd like to be up there more, but you know, I live in a town called Oswego. It's in Illinois. It's about an hour West of Chicago and 
the uh, the shop is in Salem, but yeah, it is difficult. You know, we had um, Chance, um, and he races the wingless stuff now, but he's got his own operation. But uh, he would work on the car during the week, and um, um, his uncle Chris, they would both work on it during the week, and you know, they would knock it out in like two or three days, and um, that was just kind of the way it worked well last year. And then you know, Chance had his own operation going this year, so. It, it's going to be more of a challenge for sure. Um, you know, I still get days off during the week, but that that day always changes. So, but I, I live about an hour and a, hour and a half, hour forty five minutes from from the shop. So, um, each day of the week, it's going to be different. Uh, there's going to be days where I can help more, and there's going to be times where I probably can't help at all. Um, so, you know, we're trying to get more people involved, and um, you know. Tim, for example, uh, that's, you know, the, the entire operation is at his house, but, you know, he's got his own business. Uh, you know, it's SRF painting and staining, and, you know, he's got his own thing to do. So, um, you know, others, they, they have obviously uh, important jobs to, you know, family life and kids and all that kind of stuff too, but it's a balance, you know. I mean, we're, we're shooting for like 15 races or so, uh, same as last year, pretty much the same tracks and um, you know, this is the, the most that everybody could commit to for sure, you know, without pushing their spouses or their, you know, their work-life balance too far. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's challenging. Um, you know, would we all like to race full time? Yeah. You know, <laughs> but at, at this point, um, you know, for what everyone is, you know, it's all about having fun. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you're sometimes if you commit to a full-time schedule, it's, it's kind of like having a job. So, <laughs> you know, we, we pick and choose. We have fun when we go. There's no pressure with points. Um, you know, if you have a bad night, it's really not the end of the world. Where with points, you know, it you know it, it can kind of make a, an average night a sour night. And, you know, with us, it's just, a, you know, it's more of a stepping stone rather than if something bad were to happen. But, no, I, I would prefer to be there way more often, obviously. Um but, you know, with the way that the things are now, you know, it's it, there's give, there's take. But, you know, that's all what we signed up for. So um, but when we're stretched in like that and we do well, you know, it makes it well worth it. Absolutely. You kind of mentioned a little while back that uh, Chance helped a lot out on his car. And uh, we know that Chance is racing a, a non-wing car this year. Have uh, you and Chance talked at all about driving? Have you helped him all with driving? Uh, kind of how, uh, I mean, he did the mechanical part of your car i mean have you helped him out with the driving part of his car uh, here and there i mean we talked a lot about i racing and you know his success there and basically told him like look it i racing is pretty close to the real thing you know i haven't driven non-wing in uh my last oh man that was like 2010 was my last 410 non-wing but event but i told him like hey man you're like halfway there with i racing you'd be so you'd be surprised about how close you really are but you know, I told him, you know, when you get in the seat, you're going to feel a lot of different things that, you know, you're not subjected to, you know, during racing. But the fundamentals are there. He understands it. And, you know, even with the wing stuff, you know, he was um, he was able to communicate with me about what I was feeling and, you know, j- just the basics and stuff like that. But I was there uh, last, uh, was it two, it was a week ago, Wilmot practice, and he did really well. Um but, you know, he had, you know, it was his first time in the car, but, you know, he was running the top, he ran the bottom, he spun out, you know what I mean? But <laughs> you need all that stuff to learn. You got to know where that limit is. And I'm really excited. Um, we're basically going to be working out of the same trailer next week or this coming week, rather, at Wilmot. 
so that'd be cool. And, you know, hopefully I can give her, give him some pointers and stuff, but, uh, he had some questions about, you know, corner, uh, corner entry and, um, you know, we would, we kind of rewatched the video at the track, you know, if you're entering too low, you know, um, it pushed up and, you know, why it does that. And biggest thing with any race car is you gotta, for me, you gotta slow down to go fast. And I think that's good advice. I didn't understand until more recently, but you gotta stay smooth on the throttle. You gotta keep the tires turning or, you know, otherwise it's going to push. So, um, he'll get the hang of it. I think he's going to do great. You know, I think he understands the fundamentals and, you know, I tell you what, that wingless group through, they get like what, 30 or 40 cars a night. I mean, yeah. that's going to, that, that's like borderline. It's probably, it's probably harder to make a wingless a main now than IRA is like the 410 series right now, just to the, the sheer amount of cars. I just think like if, if his goal is to make a main, so I'm like, dude, if you make an a main, you're good. You know, biggest thing for him is racing other people and getting all the laps in, you know, if you get caught up in wrecks, you take yourself out of a B main, stuff like that. You're removing opportunities to learn. And when I started, I wrecked a lot. So, you know, that's one of the things that held me back too, is I tried to do so much so fast that it ended up hurting me. So, Hmm. um, but I think, I think he's smart. He'll do well. Um, he under, like I said, understands the fundamentals real well. And, uh, you know, we're excited to see him, go on his own thing and, you know, pursue kind of his dream. So one of the last questions here, I have to ask, what is it with you and dashes? Um, you know, you won an all-star dash at Wilmot. I feel like that's one of the things that a lot of people know, but then you look at the IRA dash at Beaver Dam, you started fourth, finished second, but that doesn't really tell the story. You're the only dude up top ripping the lip, uh, found something up there. And past basically everybody, and you're kind of closing in on Jeremy towards the end there. What is it, what is it about dashes that you enjoy, and what is is there even a strategy in a dash like that, or is it just balls to the wall, go and send it as fast <laughs> as you can? Well, here's the thing: is you know, it's almost you know, it's another opportunity to touch the track. Um, I mean, we were starting fourth. I'm like, hey, you know, we can try something, you know. I mean, the worst that happens is we get moved back a row, you know, if you finish fifth. I mean, but I think, you know, from from the very point that we unloaded, I think we were pretty much dialed in. You know, like, typically there's a box that you want to stay within, and, you know, throughout the night that box, per se, you know, it shrinks. And we were, I I just felt real comfortable from the start. Um, But it just goes to show the the preparation in the offseason and what we built last year, you know, it all carried over, you know. Um, but no, the, the strategy is just learn as much as we can in the little amount of time as we have. And we just know what our fundamentals are. And I think we just, um, at least last or, um, at Beaver Dam, you know, we executed, um, but as far as the dash goes, I mean, like I said, we were real close all night. We, we felt like we were the most complete car throughout the evening. Um, you know, every time we touched the track, we felt like we were extremely competitive more so than others. Um, you know, there'll be nights when that doesn't happen, but you know, it's always nice when it's the first night and everything you do is just, you know, you just make the right choices all night. But, um, I said, Hey, you know, if you want to try something for the dash, let's do it. And, you know, they, they just tighten it up more than they normally would. And man, that thing's stuck in uh, three and four, like crazy. And <laughs> I saw everybody, I, I got freight trained. I think I was back to fifth. And uh, I remember specifically, I thought Blackhurst was going to come up in front of me and split. I think it was uh, 
Ray Hall or Night Soul, I don't remember, but I thought he was going to come up and split me. So I let off. I'm like, you know, it's, you know, it's the first night. I'm not going to do anything crazy. And I think a lap went by and uh, he went, he moved down to the bottom and so did everybody else. And I'm like, I'm just going to send it. <laughs> so let's just see what happens. And uh, it stuck. I was like, oh my, you know, this is crazy. <laughs> so I just kept driving it harder and harder. And that thing rotates so well. That chassis we have is just unbelievable. And, you know, everything was just so dialed in, but that's, I mean, dashes are nice, you know, where as before, there's a lot of time that passes from the heat race to the A main, you know, if you transfer out of your heat, dashes are great. It's crucial. You get that extra track time where you can try something. And even if you start on the front row and you back up, it's not necessarily the end of the world, really. Um, you know, like I said earlier, if you do well, you learn something. If you go backwards, you learn something too. You know, either way, it gets you more prepared for the feature. Um, but I think as we progress each week, you know, I think we're getting better and better and we're filling out our notebook. Absolutely. I didn't even think about that, that it gives you more track time. I mean, that's invaluable, especially when there's no practice really for for a 410 sprint car show. Well, thanks for coming on, Blake. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, if you've got any sponsors that you want to thank, uh, this is your time to do some. Do you have something? Will? Yeah, I told oh, him Blake I was going to ask him a stupid question. Oh, yeah, you're going to we got to get one in <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to know, Blake, do you consider a hot dog a sandwich or is it its own thing? Or is it its own thing? Oh, <laughs> that's interesting. Did you find that on my Facebook? I feel like I posted about this before. No, 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 you do post a lot of great. It's quality content yeah, on your Facebook, Blake. Uh, I gotta it's say, a hot dog a sandwich. That's interesting. I don't have anything interesting to, to say about them. Oh, just give us an answer. <laughs> What's your gut? What we need? Sandwich. It's probably more of a sub than anything, right? It's Whoa, like, oh, that's a good have... answer. That's All a good right. answer. That's okay. That's a new one. It, well, a sub is, I guess. Well, it is a sandwich. That is pretty stupid of me to say. I'd say like a sub is like a very specific kind of sandwich though. Sub is definitely a specific kind of a sandwich, but a hot dog, it's just meat. Like can a sub Like just be my meat? personal answer is it's more like taco. Oh. But ta- Okay, okay. Interesting. I got Taco Bell last night, twenty two dollars. What Seven did you tacos, Bob last? <laughs> It was disgusting. It was great. Though. <laughs> I was gonna say, what in the world did you buy at Taco Bell for twenty two dollars? It was six hard shell tacos, and then a, uh, an additional cheesy gordita crunch, which is my favorite. And I severely underestimated how filling the little taco, or not little, but the hard shell tacos would be. I got through four of them, and I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna try and eat it tonight for dinner, and I don't think I'm gonna wake up happy. So we'll, we'll see. Is, is that your go-to uh, food before race day? Is that Taco Bell? Mm, no, there's a McDonald's <laughs> in Salem that's literally five minutes down the road. And throughout like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, like when we're getting the tidying things up for the race for Beaver Dam, sure. I don't even want to tell you how many McDonald's trips I had, but it it slammed every single time. It was worth it. That's it awesome. great. I'm glad to hear. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> um, yeah, as far as sponsors go, you know, we got some new ones this year and some that retain. But um, first one is Hometown Hauler, uh, Duffy Fleet Service, Eberly Crane Service, Klein Design, SRF Painting and Staining, uh, Hartnell Custom Diecast, Road Track and Trail, uh, MLS Auto Clinic, JCD uh, Creative Advertising, and uh, Frank and Sandy is kind of our silent sponsor, and <laughs> not so silent anymore. <laughs> And obviously, Brian at Super Shocks, um, he just gives us a ton of knowledge. And 
Um, that's one of the things too, that's helped us progress really far too, is that, that instant track feedback about all that kind of stuff. Brian's been excellent too. That's awesome. Thank you so much again for coming on Blake, uh, and dealing with, with Will's stupid question. I think we're going to keep that in. We're going to look up a better answer. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to, we're going to, uh, I think we should just ask that, ask that for everybody. We'll call it Will's stupid question. Um, but again, you got to get a, um, you got to get like a top 10 power rankings for stupid questions that you ask throughout the year. There we go. You should get people to vote on it. Um, <laughs> what, what the dumbest thing is. I'll get our uh, power rankings panel that does our IRA and MSA power rankings to just vote on those. I'm sure <laughs> Jared Burba. You should have done that for April Fools. Yes. I'm sure Jared Burba would definitely rank my top 10 Jared stupidest Burba questions. Would. Jared Burba. He definitely <laughs> lets me know when I say stupid stuff. So <laughs> I think he lets just about everybody know when they say stupid stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> well, again, thanks for coming on, Blake. Uh, have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you at Wilmot this Saturday. Thank you. All right, MAS picks. Let's do this. Last week, Will, you picked Ricky Spinhouse. Yeah. Can you, like, share that document with me? It's shared with you, isn't it? <laughs> I sh- It's shared with you. I'm looking at it right now. Which one? Search MAS picks in your in your Google Drive. Or in your shared with me. Ah, I just have never opened it. <laughs> You're such a good co-host, man. <laughs> Alright, so you picked Ricky Ricky Stenhouse. You rewrote you rewrote his name as Ricky Spinhouse, so did he not do that great? <laughs> no, I wrote that like when we picked him. Oh. Where'd he finish? I don't know. Oh my god, do I really have to look this up? It doesn't matter. Let's just repick yeah, no, it them. does because I gotta, I gotta, I gotta put our things in. Otherwise, one of us is losing money that we didn't deserve to lose. Um, Talladega results. Here we go. Talladega results. Where did Ricky Stenhouse finish? Oh well, I won either way. I picked Kevin Harvick. He finished fourth. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, bud. That's fair. Okay. Um, World of Outlaws. You won. You picked David Gravel. I did. What did you, who did you pick? Donnie Shots? Yeah. He didn't do that bad, though, to be fair. That was a good pick. All-Stars were off. Um, N-A, N-A. USAC. Aha. Sprint Car Pennsylvania Swing. You picked Justin Grant. I picked Chris Windham. Siri picked Brady Bacon. Siri won that one. <laughs> um, IRA. This should be interesting. You picked Blackhurst. I picked Jordan's Goldsberry. By one spot, I get the win there. Siri picked Hunter Custer. Um, Hunter didn't do too bad, to be fair, but it was kind of a losing battle there, Siri. MSA at Gravity, Will. God. I picked Travis. Started 18th. Started 18th and friggin' won. I picked Tyler Brabant, though. Mm-hmm. I, I, have to, I have to give myself some credit for that pick. Siri really sucked here, too. Yeah, Siri did suck. So you picked me. <laughs> Oh, wait. IndyCar. I wrote that in the wrong spot. (laughs) Nobody hates Willie G. No. IndyCar at St. Pete. You picked Alexander Rossi. I picked Felix Rosenquist. Where did Siri... Who did Siri pick? Scott Dixon. Oh. Okay. Siri win that one, too? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Scott Dixon finished fifth. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, Siri came into this deal a little late, but she's catching up fast. 
Um, she's got two points. Will, you now have nine points. I gained some ground. I gained back two points. Why did it correct to David in the World of Outlaws? Oh, no. I get, Yeah, I gained three points this week. So I'm up to seven. It's getting close. You're at nine. I'm at seven. Hmm. All right. Let's pick these. Let's get some picks in. Okay. F1 is not off this weekend. They're back. And it's a quote-unquote doubleheader uh, for F1. Uh, but they are at Portimao, Portugal. This weekend, Will, what do you got? I'm going to pick Max Verstappen. <laughs> this is this is that whole thing where Will's like, I'm going to go in a direction I don't usually go. Red Max Bull. Verstappen. <laughs> Lauren, who are you picking? I don't know, man. That's what, I, I would pick guy. Max Verstappen every week if you didn't pick him. Um, go with Lewis Hamilton. I have to. I already passed it. On the Who did Siri? Siri. Yeah, uh, she picked Carlos Sainz. Okay, I already passed the number though. I just, I just he keep picking generate. Yeah, and I, I saw fifty five. So there that's what it is. All right, NASCAR. Where are they? Kansas, Kansas. I believe so. Kansas. Who do you got? I am going to pick Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin. He's going to get okay. the dub. You think he's going to get the dub the finally? Denny dub. I am going to stick to my guns and go with Kevin Harvick. Hmm, interesting. Can I join next? Who did Siri pick? Uh, Ryan yes. Blaney. Ryan Blaney. Good pick, Siri. Mm-hmm. She's getting dangerous over there. All right. World of Outlaws. They are in Indiana this week. Kokomo. Or no. No, they're not. Hang on. World of Outlaws. Oh, they're at Jacksonville, Illinois. Oh, <laughs> Jacksonville and then I seventy double header. All right, I am going to pick. Actually, that's a triple header. Double header at I seventy and then Aaron Reitzel. That's who I'm going to pick. Good pick. Good pick. I am going to go with Logan Shuhart. That dude has had so much bad luck recently. He's due. He is definitely due. Good short track racer as well. Who'd Siri pick? If she picks Sheldon Hodgshield, I might throw some hands. James McFadden. Oh. Okay. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. <laughs> the All-Stars are at Kokomo this week. They're having an Indiana swing for the All-Stars this week. Who do you got? Uh, I like... Oh, man. I like Zeb Wise. Zeb Wise? I like Zeb. I... Hometown Hero. Bill Baylog. He's got a lot of experience at those Indiana tracks. I know Tyler Courtney does too, and that was my that would have been my second pick. That series pick. No way. It just popped up seven. Alright, well, we're, we're running for second in that one. <laughs> Alright, uh USAC. Where the heck is USAC this week? Uh USAC midgets are at Kokomo. Oh, let's freaking do it, dude. USAC. Midgets at Kokomo. Who do you got? Um I don't know. You go first. Let me go first. Buddy Kofoid. Buddy Kofoid. Duh. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I can't I'm, believe you let me pick first. It's funny because 67 just got generated. No way. Yeah. Um, so I'll have to keep going until I see another USAC number. But uh, I will go with... Huh. I, I'm like stumped. I don't know who to pick. I'm going to go with uh, Cannon Macintosh. Cannon, Cannon Mac. 
You know he's Dave Mack's son. I know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's the joke. Oh, uh, Siri just picked uh, 39. Who is that? Cole Bodine or something like that? It's that uh, Drive to Save Lives card. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think so. Mm. Let me see. Usac. Usac, Usac. Okay. Actually, just points. go with Tanner Thorson. It, Tanner Thorson? Yeah, I just, did, I just regenerated. Did 19. Oh That's easy. Siri is bringing the big guns out today. Okay. IRA. Wilmot. Wilmot. Ooh, I'm going to pick. Ooh, that's a good one. No Bill Baylog this week. Obviously, no. We can't pick him either. He's an IRA. Right, yeah. He's not IRA. Right. Uh, let's go with. Man, I'll go with Jordan Goldsberry. Okay. He was flying at Beaver Dam. I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Bagel Hot Dog PB&J thing himself, Blake Mimi. Because he did confirm that he will be there. All right. Who's Siri got? Dave Utex. <laughs> Again with the Utex. <laughs> I just, she, saw, she saw 68 pop up. <laughs> oh, my Lord. That man is hopefully, talented. I was going to say, hopefully he doesn't uh, do what he did last time. <laughs> Last year? Oh, man. Did you see that? Yeah, tipped Start, it over. Started on yeah, the pin of the feature and, and dumped just it internally. I felt so bad for the guy. All right. Um, MSA is at home. Home track for the MSA. Plymouth Dirt Track Racing this weekend. I am going to pick me. Seriously? Yeah, I'm going to pick myself. Why not? All right. Here you go. You did. The last time the MSA Sprint Cars were at Plymouth, old Willie G did take the win. So that is a solid pick. I was pick. quick in my group at... Chilton. You didn't oh. make the feature. I didn't make the feature, but I was second quick in my group. <laughs> you were second quick overall. Was I? Yes. Really? The last the last group was the fastest by a lot. By like two tenths. I was a quick boy then, huh? You were a quick boy. I got points for that then. You did? Yeah. Oh, that's right. They get qual- you got yeah. qualifying points now. That it actually does make sense because you somehow, you somehow I think, went up in points or something like that. I don't know. All right. Uh, MSA. Oh, man. That kind of bugs me, man. I could have found another, like, I could have found another couple hundreds, man. I'm going to go with Brandon McMullen. Okay. I don't even know. I don't even know if he's racing. Uh, Tony, Tony Wandra. 11? Yeah. All right. See if, uh, no comment. Okay. Um, IndyCar. Where's IndyCar this week? Do they even race? Oh, I don't know. Did you even ask Siri what she wants for MSA? I did. Yeah, Tony Wondra. Oh. I already generated 11. I just, like, hit generate as Lauren's talking until I see a number that is used. Oh, yeah. Genesis 300 at Texas Motor Speedway. Who do you got? What was that, dude? I don't know. I don't know, dude. Dude? Dude? Uh, I have to marry into that. So help me God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you go first. It's a fun show, guys. See I'll you let, later. I'll let you go first. <laughs> you let me go first? Yeah. Scott Dixon. Scott Dixon is probably a good call. Um, who's in the number 22 Penske car? That's Scott McLaughlin? Yeah, it is. I'm not picking him. <laughs> I was going to say. Um, I'm going to go with Alexander Rossi. Two in a row for you, picking Alex. I like Alexander Rossi. Yeah. Let's see what you get. Uh, the number 10. That's Alex Palou, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He won last week. Mm-hmm. Good call. All right. 
must-see shows of the week. William, your local show. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Probably Plymouth. I think you take forever to decide every week, but you like you already know. You're just you wasting my time. He's got to build up the suspension. I I want the people want more. They want to want more. You know, like I, I keep them waiting. <laughs> but for like national shows, I'm yeah. gonna go with USAC Midgets at Kokomo. Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree with you there. Um, my local show is. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I agree, Wilma. It's a good. Well, yeah, it's a good show. It's always, it's always a great show, man. It's a great show. Actually, no, no, I will not pick just to spite you two. I will <laughs> not pick Irate Wilmot Badger Midgets at Dubuque Fairgrounds. Right, shout out yeah, to shout one. out to the to the man himself, Chase McDermott. He's got a cool looking. Coming up, he does have a cool look coming up. I know I we saw, saw it, dude. dude. It looks so nice. He says, "Hey Willie G, you like this?" Yeah, and I'm like, "That's good. That's... Get that printed. <laughs> no cap. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope, bro. <laughs> Non-local. <sighs> hmm. F1 Portimao. I love that track. It's so cool. You didn't watch it last year, but you should watch it this year. You're like, what? <laughs> I don't no clue what you said. Yeah. All right. Uh, Midwest Auto Sports Promotion Social Spotlight Driver Updates. The Midwest Sprint Car Association went up to Gravity Park Speedway. It looked like it was going to be a lake, but then it was kind of still a lake. Uh, <laughs> but y'all raced on it anyways. William, you were there. How did it go? Uh, uh, it could have gone better for me, but otherwise I thought it was pretty okay. I mean... I didn't really have the greatest brakes ever, um, and uh, that caused me to lose some spots. Not great on a tight quarter mile. I, I like to use the brakes to rotate the car mm-hmm. and keep it kind of like, I don't like, on a short track like that, I kind of like to roll it more mm-hmm. than like hammer up, hammer down. Yeah. I don't know, just my driving style. Um, I don't know. Tyler did good. Tyler did great. Yeah. Top um, five. First top five of the year for well, old. I thought it was pretty racy. Like, yeah. I got some bombs thrown on me jack almost killed me honestly honestly uh uh for sixth for sixth <laughs> in the heat yeah nice going jack no it was okay i, I thought it was a good show i mean mm-hmm. watching travis rip through the field honestly that was like the one benefit of like not being out there was seeing that happen like watching the whole field do that heard he ripped the lip yeah, I thought he was going to smack the tires, the the water barrels again. Okay, I gotta ask. I gotta ask. What in the wide world of sports were what they in doing? in the name of all that is holy? Yeah. <laughs> were they thinking when they put water barrels on the outside of one and two on a tight quarter mile where everybody wants to beat was, the wall down? It was outside of one and two and three. What? Is that a safety thing? I don't know. It ended I, up I being so it ended up being way more of a hazard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Travis binned it in qualifying and spilled a whole water barrel all over the track. Uh huh. And who else? There's a there's like three cars who hit the barrels. That's on. Un- I don't. I genuinely don't understand the logic behind that. I don't get it either. 
don't know. Hopefully, it's normally it's normally like a stock car modified track, so it, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, cars I, don't normally run that high there, <laughs> unless your name is Trevor Frank. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> then you come back with no T bar. But uh, a spoiler, yeah. That, well, that that kind of goes with the D bar. <laughs> um, I don't know what a T bar is still. It's the thing that holds up. And never mind. God, it's Fender. I don't. I don't really even understand it. Um, no, I don't know. Just. I get it. I get why they're there at Plymouth because it's that blunt wall on the front stretch, and then the blunt wall but at the it's pit not opening. On the track, right? It's they were literally on the track on a possible racing line, especially for sprint cars, where you can get up that close if you're really on it, like Travis was. So I don't, I don't know. It just didn't make any did sense. Did you get to penalized me. for that? For penalized for what? Well, you didn't get a qualifying. Well, you got penalized by having to spend a lot of money on replacement parts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's- don't you get penalized if you hit a tire in the infield? Like that's like, but that he he wasn't cutting the track. He hit the outside wall, wall. Oh. but it, there were water barrels covering it. But they weren't even like next to each other. They were like spaced oh. out. <laughs> really, kind of looked like how they like place hay bales on an oval track for like yeah. motorcycles. Mm-hmm. So like they don't like you know pancake up against the wall. But you could still off. like get in between the water barrels and hit the wall if you really. If you aimed for it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Very, very strange. Okay. IRA at Beaverdam. That was a good night. It was a good night, except, um, well, good night for Sean. Qualified six quick. Um, ran up to second in the heat race. We had a little bit of a run in with Mike Reinke. Um, and his crew were not none too happy about it, but, uh, I, I don't know. That I was overall like a good battle. It was a good battle. They just I, they just came together on the front stretch. Sean was literally going straight. I don't know what he could have done different. So, um, but yeah, good night. Finished ninth in the feature. I think we had a little more, but the track took rubber about halfway in, and we got into lap traffic. And Sean actually did really well in lap traffic. I was very surprised, not surprised, but I was very pleased uh, with how he navigated lap traffic. He got stuck behind Jeremy Schroeder for a little bit in the rubber because. I was I was yelling I was like Jeremy get out of the way but then I realized it's rubber he can't he's just running his line he can't really go anywhere because uh, he's battling for positions too so I don't know he had a really good fight with Mike Reinke and Russell Borland in the feature um, and we beat Russ which was really cool Russell's awesome so it was nice to have a good battle with him I know Sean had a lot of fun battling with uh, old Rusty Borland but uh, that was very cool um, Bailey had an okay night going. Uh, there wasn't really too much more she could have done in qualifying. The track was pretty much blown off after the first guy went out. Um, really unfortunate. But in her heat race, she went forward one spot, um, and then she pulled off. Uh, she had a actually her gear case came off mm. halfway through, and it completely stripped all the gears. So they did a whole complete. I mean, I guess you could call it a gearbox. Basically, a whole rear end change, um, and then came back out for the feature. Ran up to 12th, was battling with Skylar Prohaska for 12th, and uh, Skylar kind of pinched her into the wall, and Skylar flipped, and Bailey was wrecked. Kind of the end of that. Um, but Kyle, Kyle had a good run, uh, was leading his heat race, then he started to have fuel issues. Um, had to pull off when he was battling with Sean for second, actually, and... Uh, Came back through in the feature. I think he started like 17th or something like that. Finished 12th. So, good night overall. Four or Three cars in one piece for the most part. I know Bailey had to replace a rear end and a front end, which kind of stinks. But uh, 
she's good. She was <laughs> she, she was hated after uh after she got into it with Skylar there a little bit, but mm-hmm. uh it was fun to watch. <laughs> it was uh it was nice to see some passion from her though about racing and uh, I know she was really excited to be running up through the field like that too and, and that's only her f- sixth ever race in a Fortet. That's very she's impressive. Bad. She's she's going to be something good if uh, she keeps at it. So I'm really excited to see what she does at Wilmot. But upcoming races, Midwest Sprint Car Association at Plymouth Third Track Racing. Will, what are your expectations? You just picked yourself to win. So, I mean, if you say anything besides a win. My expectations uh, finish. And finish good. I mean, I, I we both of the Brady Rat and Garrett's racing cars are, are fast. I mean... I guess I was second quick and Tyler finished fifth. Yeah. You got speed. Gravity. It's there. Speed. Um, yeah. It is put it put a whole line together. I mean Yep. Normally I'm pretty okay in the heat race at, at Plymouth. So You've won a lot of heats there. <laughs> yeah. Two features, a lot yeah. of heats. So um yeah. Just, so is Tyler. Tyler's won a lot of heat races there too. So Yeah, I'm we just, had two we had two in one night the other like at the end of last year. First time you ever did that. Yeah, we yeah. actually the first time ever our team has ever done that since go karts. Wow, that was I think there was cool. there was one night in go karts where all three of us, me, Tyler, and Jake, we won all three of us won our features. I think. Oh wow! I think that happened one time. I mean, it's a good track for all four of you guys. I mean, really, I mean, I know you and Tyler have had success there, but so is uh, Tischendorf. He won his first ever. Uh, MSA race there in his heat race uh, at the end of 2019. Um, and then last year he had a couple good runs there as well. I think he had a heat race win as well. Jack Vanderroom almost won a feature there in his rookie year against mm-hmm. Jim Malis. Um, had a couple good runs there last year too. So, I mean, it's a good track for all four of you guys. I'm expecting good things. No pressure. IRAs at Wilmot. They all finish in the top 10. I'll be happy. All four. Awesome. If we put all four Bye. cars, if we put all four MSA cars in the top ten, I'll throw a party. Throw a party. Yeah, I know. We're gonna wrap up here in a little bit. Well, this is going on forever. This I don't mean to can be a complainer, but <laughs> there's no way anyone's listening to us at this point. <laughs> Tweet us at hashtag End of the Pod Squad if you if you're still listening. Um, but the IRAs at Wilmot. I'm really expecting good things there. Kyle had some great runs there last year. Um, Bailey has a night there under her belt as well. And Sean has a friggin' quick time there. And another top 10, he won a B main there. He almost won an all-star B main there. So I think Sean's going to do pretty well. Chase McDermott's at Dubuque. I mean, he should win by five laps. So I'm not too worried about that one. Um, No, in all seriousness, I think Chase should do pretty well there. Chance has his career debut. In a wingless sprint car at Wilmot this weekend. Good luck. I think chance. he'll make the A. I think so too. I think he's he looked really good in practice. He sent me some GoPro footage. He looks very comfortable in the car. Um, I'll be there, so I'll be cheering Chance on. And Trevor has his first race of his sophomore season at Plymouth. He also looked very good he's in practice. He's practicing tomorrow. Yeah, he's been practicing I'm a lot. I'm going to be there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. At Plymouth? Yeah, I'll be there. We're going to Buffalo Wild Wings afterwards. Nice. He looks. He's looked very good in practice, so... All right, hot take of the week. This is kind of, we kind of touched on this earlier. Mario Andretti said there's a problem with the super license system if that Russian kid can obtain one before top IndyCar drivers. Americans would go crazy over Colton Herta in F1. Do you agree or disagree? With what part? Both. 
both do I have to have a definite yes or definite no to both of them? Yes. Like I have okay. I'm gonna go with he's right. <laughs> I thought you were gonna come out with a bomb there and say no. No, I I completely agree with him. Nikita Matsupin, where did he finish last year in the F two standings? Fourth? Like fifth. And he's in F I mean I but get it's money. There was a clause last year, too, where they didn't need as many points. Right. Because of COVID. Because of COVID. So, I don't know, man. I mean, it's just money. Right? Mm-hmm. But then again, it's not like Colton Herta's family strapped for money. His dad's his dad, right? Brian Herta? His dad's Brian? So, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. I completely agree with him. I also think that America would go crazy over Colton Herta in F1. There's a lot of people saying that. America's so centered on IndyCar and stuff. And I was like, I think you'd be surprised how many F1 fans there are in America. Um, Especially since, uh, like, last year. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of exploded. I heard, like, I was listening to Door Bumper Clear this morning, and they were talking about F1. Like, what? Yeah, it's unreal. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. Well, is that a good way to cap off the show? Yeah. I feel like we killed it today. It was so long. We need to find a way to shorten these bad boys. I don't think it was that long, man. Our first like two segments were all like ten minutes. I think we should shoot for an hour. They were an hour. They, they've been an hour. They used to run for at least an hour, but then you guys have semi-shortened it to like 45 minutes. I like, I like the short ones. Yeah. I like talking like racing, but I like people to listen to the whole thing. And I, my mom complains when they're too long. Oh. Sorry, Will's mom. Sorry, Mrs. Uh, sorry, sorry, Will's mom. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that's gonna wrap it up. Talk to you next week, folks. Bye. God, I Bye. Knew I knew it was coming.